you can hear me, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, hi, Patrice. Hi, Patrice. <laughs> this has been very challenging getting together because we're so busy. Um, so, I have some questions from some online fans of yours and friends and so on. Okie dokie. Okay. So, the first one is from Andrew Greenaway. You know him, right? I remember. Yes. Okay. Very well. He says, was she aware that Frank tried his hand at beat poetry in the late 50s under the pseudonym of Vincent Belden? Vincent was obviously his real middle name, but does Belden hold any significance? Don't know anything about it. Uh, you have to remember there was 11 years difference between Frank and me. So a lot of the stuff he did, I didn't know about because I was being a little girl. <clears throat> so no, I'm not aware. You're 11 years younger than him. And that's a lot, you know. It is. So Dave Nolden, a Zappa fan, said, did your older brother announce to your family that he decided to pursue music as a legitimate career? Or did he just kind of let you all figure it out? And how was this information received by you, your siblings, and your parents? Well, my dad always wanted Frank to be uh, following his footsteps, which was an engineer. Not the woo-woo kind, but the guy that wrote stuff on paper. And Frank didn't want to do that. And he told his he told dad, you know, that that's not what I want to do. I want to do music, you know. So he just pursued his musical career and I was fine with it. I, you know, I didn't bother me. <laughs> People, parents in that time zone of the fifties, you know, they had a certain um, expectation of what their kids should do, you know? And after he became famous and was world renowned for his talents and bought them a duplex and a new car. I mean, that kind of stuff, you know, that, well, I guess, you know, that would be okay. <laughs> so they weren't angry at him? No. Okay. No. In fact, dad went to, uh, took me and dad went to one of the concerts that uh, had Flo and Eddie in it and at the, uh, it was at UCLA. No, no. It was one of the auditoriums, the big auditoriums in LA that we went to and, uh, he was very proud of Frank. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> now we have one from Robert Martin. Hi, Bobby. Um, how old were you when you realized your big brother had extraordinary levels of skill and intelligence? And what was it like for you to experience that realization? Well, I'm kind of pragmatic about stuff like that. And I knew that Frank had it. And even at the young age of 10, 11, I already knew, I, you know, he was going to have me sing, uh, uh, what's the name of that song? Uh, I'm, I'm losing status at the high school from the original, I think, Freak Out album. Or was it uh, Absolutely Free? And that didn't happen. You know, I don't know who prevented that, but that would have been great to sing that with Frank. One day he was over at our house 
and I took him into the bathroom and I sat him down and I was combing his hair because he had it <clears throat> in the, the jelly roll, pompadour type, you know, thing. And I'm combing his hair down, combing it down like this because the Beatles were fat, popular then, okay? So I'm combing it down, I'm combing it down. And he looks at me, he starts laughing. I wasn't laughing. I said, this is the way you should wear your hair. And he says, you, you really think so? I said, yes. So I got him started. <laughs> and from there, he just continued to grow. It just grew. Aww. Yeah. That's sweet. But, so you, that was the, you never sang on any of his stuff? No, but I did when we had our, uh, our family had the restaurant in Upland, California, the pit. Um, Frank took the back of the restaurant and made a makeshift stage out of it. And all the college kids, because that was um, more like Chippewa College and <clears throat> um, some other colleges around there, Claremont College, yeah. And they would come on Friday nights and Saturdays and, and Frank would play. He'd have some of the original uh, mothers. Rick Collins was there and uh, Elliot. And uh, I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy Carl Black was there too on the drums. Well, one night I asked Frank if I could sing. And I, he said, yeah, get up here. So I asked Ray, if you wanted to sing with me, he goes, yeah. So I mm -hmm. sang, um, I'm leaving it all up to you. I forget who the artist was. Anyway, we sang it together. And then I sang, uh, I'm a long, tall Texan. One of the novelty songs that came out of the 60s. Oh, it would be great I, if someone had that on video. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I, videos weren't, video cameras weren't around then. Yeah, I know. Well, cell phones. Yeah. I <laughs> Otherwise, know. Otherwise, you'd see me doing this, you know, through phones. Unfortunately. But, yeah, I was very happy uh, to be his sister and know that he had all that talent and he was going to go somewhere. I knew it. Aw. And he's, it seems like his musical world sort of rubbed off on you because you sang and you know, I've heard you sing on the phone to me and I'm like, what, what is going on? You have like this <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald voice, you know? Well, I'm not that good, but <laughs> thank you. Um, I try, I did well for a while after, you know, the music, the voice, the voice box, or it's like any other muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. And for a while there, I wasn't doing too good. My voice, you know, then Nolan passed. I wasn't, because everybody said, are you still singing? No. But I'm working on it now. I'm working and listening to records and I'm, you know, singing along with them and trying to get my voice back to where it was. Because if you can hear it, I'm still kind of hoarse from being And sick. you're literally <laughs> listening to records, but not CDs, records. Real albums. I love you that. Know, I've got Johnny Mathis. I listen to, I tell Soul Town Rebellion, you know. Uh, that was I was over at his house one time uh, and uh, he had some stuff you know laying around in the studio there and he had a pile of Tinseltown Rebellion albums he says here Candy uh, maybe you want one of these I went well yeah hell <laughs> yeah it. I'll take it Aww. I, I also uh, I was in his office one time I came to see him and there was a box of Studio Tan the album he never got paid for. Oh. And uh, 
I looked at it and I said to the secretary, I said, can I have one of these? She goes, oh. yeah, take them. So do you still have the original one? You have Studio 10 and Tinseltown Rebellion? Wow, that's nice. Yes, I do. So when people say, oh, did you inherit anything from Frank? Uh, there you go. That's all you need. <laughs> well, I had stuff, you know, it was like a, a legacy and it's it's helped me a lot. Yeah, of course. Um, and you wrote a book, My Brother Was a Mother, a couple different versions of it. Yes, for, for well, I'll see the original one was My Brother Was a Mother, a Zappa family album, then came uh, My Brother Was a Mother, take two, three, and four. And then I wrote the book about Nolan and me, and that was If I Could Only Be Sure. But I went on Amazon trying to find it, and it was like, one of them was like $900. <laughs> Which one did which one? Uh, my brother was a mother for nine hundred. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And I'll never see a penny of that. But, uh, but that's out of your hands. That's not you. You're not charging $900. Someone, that's weird. Yeah, somebody probably, you know, had me sign it. And then, you know, they're selling a signed cop. That's why I always uh, say, you know, what's your name? Uh, no, I just, just sign it. Oh. Uh, why? So I can see it on eBay next week. Right. Autograph scalpers. Yeah. You were thinking about maybe turning one of those books into a film? Yes. I will talk about that next time. Oh. Uh, yeah. Which one? The one about you and Nolan or? Frank. The Frank, Frank one. Was a mother. Yeah. Well, that would be interesting. Well, well this yeah. is definitely not going to be our only one. So this is part one because... um. It took us like four hours to get the audio correct. I mean, the way we pieced this together today is really funny. So, um, oh yeah, speaking of films, I saw that movie from Alex Winter, I don't know, a year ago or so. I, I yeah. didn't like it because, first of all, um, you weren't in it. I mean, you were, for like five seconds, there was an old video of you dancing. And, and my I, Carl and my mom. Hmm? Me and my brother Carl and my mom. Right. Movie, yeah. Right. And I don't know if they asked you permission to use that footage, but anyhow. Um, no, they didn't. Uh huh. Nobody contacted me. Nobody interviewed me for the movie. I had no idea where they got the movies of my mother and father after they got married. I have no idea how about that. I would love to know how they did. I'm guessing the Volt Voltmeister. <laughs> and I don't understand why Ike Willis wasn't interviewed, Don Preston wasn't interviewed, you weren't interviewed, Robert Martin, who was living in LA at the time, wasn't interviewed, Ray White wasn't interviewed. All of these people who live in that area could have very well been called and interviewed for the movie, been part of that movie, but they weren't. It seems like there was like a a naughty and nice list. Some people were in the loop. Yeah. And some... yeah really. I mean, I don't know why they spent so much time talking about Charles Manson and Pamela DeBars and not talking about, you know, you and your relationship with your brother or even, I mean, Dweezil wasn't even in there, right? I didn't see Dweezil in there. That's just so weird. I didn't like the movie. I, and there was way too much time spent on Pamela DeBars talking about Manson. Like, I... 
I watched it and I'm I don't know why Joe Travers is in it because he's never played with Frank. Um, I don't get it. So I didn't like it. I hope there's gonna be more movies coming out about him. You know, of course I watch everything Frank, but um I look I look forward to some fresh stuff. Yeah, there will be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then we have um, a fan from the Facebook Frank Zappa group that we have. Mike Ritto, he says, Frank mentioned many times how he felt about school, but did he do well in school despite his disenchantment with the institution? Well, in, in Lancaster, when he graduated from Antelope Valley High School or whatever it was, it was like they, were, they wanted to get rid of him. They wanted him out of the school. So that's why they passed him and graduated him out of there. But when he started going to college, he uh, he got disillusioned because he said he was smarter than the teachers were. At least according to him, I think he said that. But anyway, uh, so yeah, he, he was, I think his quote was uh, something about if, you know, you want to learn about life, go to a library you know, if you want to get laid, go to college. Go to school, yeah. <laughs> if you want to learn anything? Go to uh, go to the library. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can imagine he got his leg over quite often in college because he was very charming. Um, That's where he met his first wife, Kay. <laughs> it was fun. I liked Kay. I mean, the experience he sings about in his songs. I mean, you can't make that stuff up, you know. So. I would love to know, you know, I mean, a lot of ladies would probably love to know his sex life and stuff, but, um, you know, that's another whole thing. Let's talk about your sex life now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> haven't done it for a long time. I think uh, if I had a kid, it would be the Immaculate Conception. I <laughs> I'm a female impersonator. I have no parts left. Oh, no, come on. I, no, seriously. I have no parts left. You have an oracle. There you go. <laughs> Baby, take your teeth out. Try it sometime. Oh, I know. I love it that you can sing along. I can drop one lyric and you finish the song. I love that. Yeah. I love that. There's not that many friends I have that I can do that with you. And then there's Tina Grohowski. I'll say one one sentence and she'll finish the whole song. Like, I love that. Um, okay, then we have Rich Salasis. Salasis. I can't say his last name. <laughs> Was the fried spaghetti sandwich something that Frank had found at home growing up on his own or later on? And what do you know about it? I've heard about it, uh, never saw him do it, but uh, he did talk about a corn sandwich one time. A corn sandwich. Sandwich. You take a piece of bread, you dump a can of corn on it, put another piece of bread on and that's it. No con no mayonnaise or anything, just corn. Yeah. Wonder yeah. bread, wonder bread. I, yeah, really. Uh, one time I was over at his house uh, and... He was, he had a hot dog on a fork and he was passing it over the flame. And he looked up at me and says, there's my father's day dinner. <laughs> he had a hot dog over a flame on the stove. 
<laughs> oh, I, I'm guessing no one has ever seen him eat a salad. I don't remember that. Um, I mean, I don't know why people are so interested in knowing what you all ate. When we eat, yeah, really. We have a lot of Italian food, pasta, and, you know, uh, my mom would cook uh, fried chicken and cob and mashed potatoes. No, wait, wait, I got, let me insert this. Phil Voinovich, what was Frank's favorite meal that your mother made? So, chili. He liked, he liked the chili. Chili. Your mom made chili. Yeah. Rami and kid, she used the kidney beans, not the chili beans. She'd use the kidney beans and put onions in it. So like that was her, mm. her season it and everything. I make my chili a lot different. Oh, I assume the dad side was like Greek and the mom's side was Italian? Uh, both. Because my dad was born in Partinico, Sicily, and my mom's mother was born there too. And uh, my mother's father was born in Naples. And um, I'm not sure where my father's parents were from. They probably were from uh, uh, Sicily also. And uh, they all came over here in 1908. And they made a life here. There's no Greek in there? Oh, yeah. There's Greek. Uh, the name Zappa is Greek. I know. I'm just trying to figure out where the Greek came from. Just just my dad and my grandmother. But the rest of them, you know, there was probably some uh, Greek. I know there was Arab on my father's mother's side. Mm. Um, I'm not... I, it, the Greek must have come from his dad because... Came over and so the Greek part? It was uh, my grandfather, my dad's dad. Your dad's dad was born in Greece, you think? I don't know where he was born. No. Oh. But it had the, the Greek part had to come from that part, that side, yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting to have like a legit family tree done, you know? Mm -hmm. That would be a good book cover. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, or like it, at least a, your spit or your your saliva or something to find out your tree. Yeah. I'm not about to be sending anybody my saliva. Actually, I don't trust those because I did the, the the um you know the twenty three and me thing. I mm -hmm. my dad bought it for Christmas for me like five years ago, and I spit in the tube and sent it off, and I got the results, and I posted it on Facebook. And every everyone in the comment section, I swear to God, 99% of the people said, that's weird. I got the same exact result. Oh, no. I'm like, really? Like, it was a huge thing. I was like, what the fuck? And then it turns out, I mean, I'm not putting a tinfoil hat on or something, but apparently they want our DNA for some research or something. And they, they that's why I won't do it. That is the secret. That's what I'm why saying. I won't do it. They're tricking everyone to put their DNA in a fucking tube. Yep. So they but, can clone us all. So you should definitely put down the knowledge you have on paper. You know, because you're the the only remaining Zappa sibling. Yeah. You're the only remaining Zappa alive. I mean like from the core family. It, so we I mean, need we need as much information from you as possible. <laughs> <laughs>
When I have it all, I'll give it to you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, and then there's, you know, the offspring, but it's hard to, to you know, get even, a, they don't, they don't call you and stuff, right? That's weird. Everybody's so busy. But you do tarot cards just like Diva, right? I did, but I don't anymore. Oh, okay. But she does it. I've seen her on Instagram. Yeah. Oh. That would be interesting to have her come over and do yours. Maybe she I will now. I'd understand it. Hmm? I don't know if I'd understand it. Yeah, I know. I saw her backstage at the hologram tour. I think that was 2019, was before the pandemic. And I didn't know that she did tarot cards. I had no idea. And um, she was sitting there doing the tarot cards, I think, for um, Amit's wife. And I had a few wines in me because it was after the show. And I said, I said, look here, brother, who are you diving with that cosmic debris? And they both looked at me like, <laughs> I thought it was funny. They were they did not think it was funny. They were fucking pissed. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, if there's a joke to crack, I'm gonna crack it. I like, you know, they were not happy. I was like, okay. I mean, I had a good conversation with her earlier in the evening, you know, right after the show. And then after I was, you know, so kind of a guru are you anyway? <laughs> yeah, I I thought we were going to sing along and I didn't know that she does it for a living. I I don't have a filter. I just say whatever I want, you know. So, okay. And this is the last question I have um from people from Steve Vai. Little Steve hey, Vai. What's up, Steve? Who's on a world tour? Um what was your favorite thing about Frank as a brother? Everything. Um we we clicked better than my other two brothers, my uh, Bob and Carl. Uh, Carl was my playmate, and Bob was you know he was in the Marines. He was older than you know gone. So, um, but whenever Frank would come over, we'd have a great time. Uh, remember being over at the house on G Street in Ontario, and uh, Carl Carl was there too. My brother. And he says, okay, let's play a game. Um, you guess what I'm thinking about? I'm, I'm, and I, I looked around his house and I saw this movie projector on the table in the dining room. And I almost said that. And I said something else. And he says, nope, the movie projector. <laughs> but then I knew that we were on the same page. Mm -hmm. But I didn't trust my instinct to say it. So, you know, mm -hmm. I just had so much fun with Frank. He was... He was great. He was very caring. He'd come over and take me out for we cruise for burgers. <laughs> Aw. Where would you go out to eat with Frank? God, I don't remember. That was back in the sixties and I don't remember what was around there. I, I don't remember if there was a McDonald's <laughs> back then or around there. I don't but he'd take me out. We get a uh I'd get a chocolate malt and, and a hamburger. And Where do you think he got this snarky sense of humor that you also have? Was it, is it from your parents or was it from your, like, you know, experience in Baltimore and LA? Like, where did you get this 
really well, shrewd sense of humor. He he got it, you know, growing up and experiencing what he experienced. For some reason, we just were on the same page, even at that that many years apart in age. I gathered mine from what I experienced, and it all seemed to kind of go together. And we were very, yeah. I remember one time my dad's brother, Uncle Joe, and his uh, four of his six kids came out to visit us, and his wife, Elizabeth. And my dad, Uncle Joe, me, Carl, Frank, and the other kids. I don't know if all four of them were. I think they all did. So it was a nice big crowd. And so if we get to Disneyland and we're looking around and stuff and Frank says, come on. And he grabs me in car and we take off, you know, <laughs> we're going to go do our thing. You know, we're going to go have our fun. And that was stuff like that. You know, it was like uh, my own personal uh, secret Aww. playmate. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave you the nickname Candy, right? Because I always call you Patrice. Carl did. Carl. Carl did. Yeah, he said, I was, I don't know, I was a baby. I don't know how old I was. But he says, let's call her Candy because she's so sweet. Aww. He told me, he said. <laughs> when I think of you, I don't I don't immediately think of sweet. I think of like snarky as fuck. Yeah, I can be a bitch. No, not bitchy. No, smart ass like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In fact, um, I always think that like when I'm talking to you on the phone, I'm thinking you could do the perfect Roseanne Barr impersonation because of your voice is this is almost the same. And um you got a pretty much the same attitude. It's like, you know, <laughs> has anyone yeah. ever said that you sound like Roseanne Barr? I don't remember, but I have a, had a lot of people tell me, how'd you look like Elizabeth Tanner? That's true. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> no, but in person you do. Your eyes and, yeah, you do. That's true. I'd like to have many. I'm looking forward to your future projects and stuff. And uh, this is round one. We're going to do round two. And, oh, yeah, so of the whole point of doing it tonight, right now, is because it's Frank's Tomorrow's birthday. It's his birthday. How old would he have been today? He'd be 83. He would be 83. I mean, I don't think people should call themselves old until they're 80. Then you start saying, okay, I'm old. But isn't um, Don Preston like 92? And he's still making music and he's still a smart ass. Like he's sharp as a whip. You know, I call him up and he's cracking jokes and he's using that thing that you put on your face and you go in the meta world. I don't know what it's called. It's like you put this thing on your head and you play video games with strangers. He's always, oh. he's always doing that. Oh my God. He is. I'm scared. I think, I think he did it during our podcast. He put it on. <laughs> did <it> really? <laughs> and he's meeting all these. It's my, I've told my son, don't even, don't even ask. I go, that's for, that's for really older people who have nothing else going on. It's not for young people, you know. But anyways, so what do you, I just want to say, what do you say to the Frank Zappa fans that 
automatically assume stuff in the Frank Zappa group, for example. Oh, Frank would have thought this and Frank would have hated this and Frank would have loved that and Frank would have said that. What do you have to say to those people? I, I think, you know, it's a, it's a nice um, fantasy, but it's kind of hard to know what somebody else is thinking. And unless you're a professional mind reader, but I, I somebody, Ed, Ed Palermo asked me one time what, uh, how Frank would react to something. And I, I just took a stab and I said something and he, I said he was going to jump to the phone and kill me, but <laughs> you know, what are you going to say? It's hard. It's hard. I, I don't know what you're thinking. You know, I don't know what the guy sitting next to me is thinking. So it'd be kind of hard to get into Frank was pretty open about a lot of stuff. So that might be it too. They, they take what he has said in the past, but you have to remember he lived a very short life. Not many people of his status, you know, live past 50 or 52 as he was. Yeah. He got a lot of shit done in those small amount of years. Sort of like John Lennon. I mean, he got a lot of music out there and stuff and died at 40. I'm saying that like, it's similar that they both got so much work done in such a small amount of time. And like people try to assume what these musicians, these artists would think nowadays, but um, things, shit changes and people's opinions change. I mean, mm -hmm. like, for example, when I was, um, when I was 18, I was like, peace, love, hippie, uh, you know, oh my God, San Francisco is the greatest place in the world. I want to live here. Now I'm like, I wouldn't fucking go to San Francisco if you paid me to. So like, you know, things change, people change, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you don't know, you can't assume. What do they say about that word assume? Assume means it makes sense. It you and me. There you go. Yeah, so, you know, you can't, you can't say, oh, well, Frank would say this and Frank would say that because those people never met Frank anyways. And they're just, yeah. they're assuming stuff from his lyrics and his music. Or like, for example, a lot of Zappa fans got really mad about the hologram tour. There was like a big outcry against it. Like they right. said, no fake Frank, no fake Frank. I don't want that tour. However, in the real Frank Zappa book, there's actually hand-drawn diagrams and stuff, I mean, from Frank. So he had that premonition, is that the word, where he was thinking about what it would be like to do holograms and stuff. So, mm -hmm. and then they, the, the Frank Zappa fans like begrudgingly went to the hologram tour and then the reviews came back online and they were like, oh my God, it was fucking awesome. I didn't see one person say, I hated it. It sucked. They actually liked it. Yeah. So, you know, they, they were complaining, no fake Frank, but it was his idea. And then they gave in and they were like, oh, I like it. You know, so. Yeah. Lots of bitching about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta have something to do. Yeah. Well then, um, shall I let you go now? And um, we'll resume in a little while, I don't know, in like a month or two and see what you're doing. Sure. Because you, you got some stuff, you got some projects going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Top secret yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, well, eventually it'll all come out, but I don't like to jinx things. No, no. We can't count the chicks until the eggs are hatched or something, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to say happy birthday, Frank. Thank you very much. Happy birthday, Frank. Yeah. I took the water to you. Yeah. Tears. The, crank some Frank. Crank some Frank, exactly. Okay. All right, hon. Love Happy. you, girl. Happy too. Big hearts. Bye. A Mac or um or Adele? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>